From Indianapolis, with an eye on every corner of the state. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. The stunning collapse of a go-to bank for investors. Shockwaves from the Silicon Valley bank shutdown, creating a potential ripple effect for Indiana innovators. He got the gun! He got the gun! He got the gun! Police officers stress to the max how an Indianapolis-based company is using virtual reality to help calm their nerves. And Indiana at the center of rallying tech minds from around the globe. Learn more about Elevate Ventures' upcoming innovation conference. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick. It was the largest bank failure since the financial crisis of 2008. Silicon Valley Bank, for 40 years a go-to financial partner for the nation's startup ecosystem, collapsed after a run on deposits, sending shockwaves throughout the banking system and the country. Now, questions remain about the long-term impact the failure could have on the tech sector, including states like Indiana, which continues to see some momentum in the tech sector, with perspective on what it could mean for who and beyond. Pleased to welcome, as always, to the show, Ball State's director of the Center for Business and Economic Research, Mike Kicks. Mike, thanks for joining us from Muncie. Happy to be with you. Okay, give me your take, Mike. It's been a week uh, or so now since that stunning news uh, that came down on the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. 16th, not a small bank, 16th largest bank in the country. Uh, your, your take on what this what this all means. Right. Well, anytime you see a bank run, economists get nervous. It's been a tough century with bank runs. So, you know, what I think we look at the SVB Bank and Signature Bank, the two that have had problems right away, and we see that they, they've done bad risk management and have a very high uninsured deposit ratio. So the typical bank in Indiana probably has about a third or fewer of its deposits that are over that quarter of a million dollar threshold, which makes them more susceptible to a bank run. Most of us aren't going to worry about having that amount of cash in a bank and a savings account. So I, I think that really is the sort of uh, risk profile right now. Large bank, bad risk management, a large uninsured deposit. And, and the effect of this, I think, is going to be focused, obviously, geographically there in Silicon Valley, but also in the tech sector that had a lot of those uninsured deposits, including, well, startups across the country. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about startups, uh, Mike, and certainly uh, Silicon Valley Bank uh, catered to the startup community, investors uh, in the startup uh, uh, sector, many Indiana companies uh, getting capital uh, in, in that way. Do you sense that there's going to be impact there or do you see, uh, you know, funds shifting from, uh, you know, an SVB to other banks, maybe bigger banks uh, in that scenario? Great. Sort of three questions there. I think the the answer is yes, there's going to be some shock. There's going to be money at least tied up for a while for many of these startups who need to pay suppliers, pay employees. So that that's a problem. Secondly, there'll be a flight of capital. That money's going to go to other banks. So if you look here in, in, in Indiana, First Merchants is up this week, which may suggest that people are saying, ah, that's a, that's a safe place to be, good risk management, we'll move money there. 
Um, and then, you know, the third question is, how are these banks that are maybe not as familiar with the venture capital world going to learn the servicing mm -hmm. techniques that, that those banks need? So, you know, maybe we'll see a sort of uh, geographic deconcentration of the startup environment to, to spread across the country a little bit better. That would be great for Indiana. That would, if there was more capital moving to safer banks, and then the expertise to service venture capitals moved away from the coasts. Yeah, into yeah, yeah. Good like points there, uh, Mike. As you look at, you know, you see some of the national pundits, the talking heads, if you will, uh, talking about regional banks going away. That that ultimately this flight of capital is going to result in, and maybe four big banks. Do you see that happening? Do you see the the regional banks that are very important, certainly here in the Midwest, going away at all? Yeah, I don't think so. I think we've certainly had consolidation of banking since Glass-Steagall in the early 1990s, uh, but but it's more stabilized recently. And so we see regional banks, I think First Merchant, an example, you know, operating in three or four states, uh, solid bank. I think we're going to see fewer, bigger regional banks, but I just don't see us going to a highly concentrated four or five banking national market. I don't think that's plausible, yeah. nor likely to pass regulatory review. Yep, only have about 20 seconds, Mike, but I know as you and I talked off camera before the interview, you, you don't sense, I mean, there's a lot of concern out there, but you don't sense this uh, being part of maybe a, a, a bigger uh, a global uh, economic situation, economic crisis brewing. I don't think so. I think this looks more like savings alone uh, crisis. Uh, that we knew was coming in the 1970s, materialized in the 1980s. We have a lot of tools to prevent bank runs, uh, maybe slowing in the economy, but certainly not cataclysmic at this point. All right, great perspective as always. Mike Hicks coming to us from uh, Ball State University in Muncie. Mike, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. A global meeting of innovative minds coming to the crossroads of America. Learn why more than 5,000 entrepreneurs and innovators are headed to Indy for Elevate Ventures rally event. Well, it is an event that will once again put Indiana innovation in the global spotlight. Elevate Ventures and the Indiana Economic Development Corporation partnering to host what they are calling the largest global cross-sector innovation conference. It's called Rally, and more than 5,000 innovators and entrepreneurs from around the world are expected to attend. Among the highlights, a pitch competition with $5 million in cash investments. With more on this first-ever conference, I'm pleased to welcome uh, Elevate Ventures CEO Christopher Day and Indiana Economic Development Corporation uh, Vice President of Entrepreneurial Ecosystems. Julie Heath to the show. Welcome, one and all. Thank you. Uh, this is a big event that has been brewing, I know, for some time. Uh, Toph, give us the the, uh, the lowdown on rally and the significance. A lot of people have heard of South by Southwest. It's on that level, right? Yes, absolutely. So think of South by Southwest over time right here in Indianapolis, in Indiana. We believe we have the opportunity to become the innovation capital of the world. And so rally was, uh, we've been talking about putting this on for the last six months, and now it's time for the announcement. Um, rally is all about putting Indiana prominently on the national on global stage, bringing together disparate stakeholders cross-sector uh, to build the world's largest cross-sector innovation conference. Yeah, August 29th through the 31st are the dates. And, and Julie, when you look at 
the timing of this. Maybe several years ago, the timing may or may not have been good for this, but based on momentum, based on uh, some of the rankings, Indiana coming out as one of the top startup states in, in the country, you feel the timing is perfect for this. That's right. Entrepreneurship is booming, both in the United States and also in Indiana. 2021 and 2022 were record years for business starts, so this is the right time to lean in and support entrepreneurship. Is this about, from IDC standpoint, about telling the Indiana story as well? You hosted the Global Economic Summit uh, last year, which was a big, big event. People from all over the world coming to Indianapolis. Same kind of concept? That's right. That's right. Putting us on the global stage and sharing those stories that are hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Tof, as you look at, uh, give us some of the highlights, because I mentioned a, a pitch competition, $5 million. That's a big number. Talk about some of the, the highlights of the rally yeah, of that. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the biggest highlights is a $5 million pitch competition. Um, there are going to be six total sectors at rally. Um, so one for uh, software, hard tech, healthcare, sports tech, ag, ag and food, and then also entrepreneurship. The $5 million pitch competition will be for those first five sectors. Um, each winner will be a $1 million winner. If you are the winner of that track, um, and you're outside of the state or indeed across the pond, um, then we'll help you get here, but everybody will move to Indiana for at least one year, and we'll have a whole year of programming we'll put together to, uh, to ingratiate those, those companies and get them into the, the culture of Indiana. Uh, 5,000 innovators or attendees we're expecting. Mm -hmm. Those will be a, a mix of uh, people from universities, from corporate, from startups, from scale-ups, accelerators, incubators. And what is so exciting is the early partners leaning in. So IEDC, High Alpha, uh, Powder Keg, Agrinovus, um, and the list goes on. Many, many groups across the state of Indiana um, that are getting involved in the event to, to make it uh, quite amazing. Yeah, and I know, so if you've talked about it a lot, why not Indiana? That Indiana can be this, this innovation um, epicenter. Yeah, absolutely. We have all the ingredients. I, I strongly believe that um, Indiana can be the innovative uh, innovation capital of the world. If you think about seven major ingredients from, from infrastructure, talent, mission critical industry, technology, lifestyle, cost of living, and regulatory environment, we have more number one in top five, top 10 rankings. The problem is the world just doesn't know it yet. And so this is a, a big effort to put that on the national global stage to become common knowledge. Yeah, global. And Julie, I know IDC makes a big point of the fact that this is very much a statewide event. Yes. And you want to really attract that interest, that connectivity uh, around the state. That's right. That's right. Entrepreneurs getting to the right resource at the right time and that sense of community. That's a metric in aggregate called local connectedness. And not only are we a world leader in this metric, but entrepreneurs, uh, regions that have high local connectedness accelerate all their startups twice as fast. Yep. A big event uh, in the works. It will happen August 29th through the 31st, the rally event. Uh, Christopher Day, the CEO of LA Elevate Ventures, Julie Heath from the IEDC. Thank you both. And I know we'll be covering a lot more on this uh, between now and then. Yes, thank Thanks you, Thanks for Gary. joining us. All right. Well, next, high tech helping police officers deal with stress on the job. Virtual reality's role in keeping healthy minds while on patrol. And in this week's IBJ, Indianapolis-based Steak and Shake finding a new recipe for success, bouncing back from some rough times uh, a few years ago. More on why big changes to its operations and business model appear to be paying big dividends. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. 
PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group Bank. All rights reserved. Yeah! Yeah! He got the gun! He got the gun! He's got the gun! Take a deep breath. Release the breath. You observe the feelings releasing. You are calmer now. Well, stress in the workplace may not get much higher than it does for cops patrolling the streets. Now, Indianapolis police officers are finding peace of mind through virtual reality. A black female entrepreneur is on a mission to disrupt stress in the workplace, and she's using virtual reality headsets to help do it. Business of Health reporter Kylie Valletta here now with more Kylie. Thank you, Gary. Tech startup Peak Mine just received an Indiana Innovation Grant totaling $48,000, which is supporting a project to help police officers lower work-induced stress. Peak Mind makes the software, which uses simulations and social-emotional learning tools to promote well-being. The software pairs with HP Omnicept virtual reality headsets to immerse the users in simulations to lower stress levels. The VR headsets also monitor blood pressure, heart rate, pupil size, and cognitive load, so Peak Mind can measure how the technology is impacting these stress markers. The new project with the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department brings 100 officers to the Peak Mind lab for 15 minutes prior to their shift to help them decompress before heading out into the field. Founder and Chief Executive Officer Dr. Alicia McCoy says the IMPD officers will spend another 15 minutes in the VR headsets after their shift. We give them options between meditative stations, mindfulness moments, guided meditations, um, coaching dad jokes, because we know laughter is medicine. Um, so if we can make them laugh and, and get them to disrupt that stress that they've carried all day, what we're doing is hoping that when they get back in their squad car and go home, they're not taking that chronic acute stress back to their families. So if I can put somebody into a virtual reality headset, what it does is it cuts out the stimulus around them and it immerses them into whatever visual simulation we put them in. And so imagine if you're having a tough day and you want, need to understand how to have a critical conversation with your, your manager. Well, if I put you in a kayak with an avatar that's your boss in the kayak next to you and you can row comfortably in a beautiful nature scene and learn how to have that conversation, learn those, those communication skills that we don't always teach all of our employees. Peak Mind says about 38% of all workers report being chronically stressed, so any office could benefit from the technology. In fact, the U.S. Surgeon General has named workplace well-being as one of the nation's top five health priorities. Fascinating story. Alicia McCourt, she's really riding that virtual reality wave as medicine. That's right? right. They say virtual reality is a form of medicine now. The FDA has approved many therapies that use uh, virtual reality now. And what would be major for Peak Mind is to get insurance coverage for this. There is one therapy in the industry, the field of um, insurance that has earned a code, which means insurance covers it now, only one. But she's saying it could be a domino effect that these could also soon be covered by insurance. Well, innovation in Indiana to be sure. Kylie Villetta, as always, thanks. Okay, thank you. All right. Well, think Lucas Oil and your mind might be inclined to go to that big stadium dotting the downtown Indianapolis skyline. But Lucas Oil's business footprint goes far beyond the home of the Colts. Forrest and Charlotte Lucas have deep roots in Southern 
Northern Indiana. They founded Lucas Oil Products in 1989. Still operate a production plant in Corydon and have their headquarters here in Indianapolis now, a TV motorsports network and a cattle ranch in Missouri. The Lucases bought the naming rights to the stadium in 2006 and Lucas Oil President Morgan Lucas says they've never looked back. It's been tremendous for us. Let me frame it like this. Try making oil cool and sexy. And my father realized that a, a long time ago that we need to align ourselves with areas that are, are cool, fun, places people want to be, um, you know, have our brand on things that people want to look at. Morgan Lucas on his family's work ethic, Indiana's role in the company's growth, and what's next for Lucas Oil Products. That's on the next edition of the Business and Beyond podcast. It drops Monday at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. <laughs> Hopping on horses and ponies in an unlikely place in Hendricks County. Mary Rachel Redmond with a unique urban equestrian adventure when we come back. Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors, Indiana's 21,000 realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. Well, this next story out of Hendricks County takes party animal to another level. Around Indiana reporter Mary Rachel Redmond here now to explain. Well, Gary, lifelong Indiana resident Tammy Ray spent more than two decades working in corporate America. That is until she decided to, uh, to defy conventional wisdom and change her horse midstream, harnessing a lifelong passion into a budding small business that she'd been preparing for since she was a little girl. I'll never forget in my diary, I kept saying, if I did my chores and saved my money, my dad promised me a horse. We didn't grow up on a farm. But one day, he surprised me for my birthday and uh, had a horse pull up in our driveway over there in Claremont. It all started there, and I'd go to the Claremont rodeos and start giving little horseback rides there and just for fun, you know? And that's kind of where my interest, it just, I never outgrew it. I traveled all over the world as a flight attendant for years, and I wanted to come back home, and I missed my horses terribly. Just had my heartstrings, heartstrings back here in Avon in Indiana. And the pull of those heartstrings led Ray to change course. This is a little hobby farm, and uh, it just started with trying to help the children in the neighborhood and people stopping by and seeing the horses and just want a pet that's never even uh, got to pet horses or see the animals or, or see animals like this. So it's not just unicorns, we do dragons. Just got our little horns up here. And what she initially thought would just be backyard pony parties quickly turned into a whole lot more. Next thing you know, it, it kind of grew. We started doing corporate events. We do a lot of inner city events. We do a lot of um, special needs, senior citizens. And uh, it just, it, it filled my heart and I just couldn't stop doing it and wondered if I should just quit my full-time job and do this full-time. And she did just that. Ray has owned and operated City Ranch now for eight years and has built it into one of Central Indiana's most unique event offerings. We can take the petting zoo to you, let the kids interact with them, touchy-feely. And our animals are so people and children kid and adult friendly. As long as they're around people, they don't run off, you know? She just seems pretty chill, yeah. right? You know, she's just kind of, like, like I'm not even here. We can 
basically go just about anywhere. She loves doing nativity scenes. Petting zoo, pony rides where they're hand-led, unicorns. We dress to any theme. We really liked, you know, Fourth of July, unicorn, Old Town Road, cowboy cowgirl. So we'll include any theme and kind of dress them up and make them look a little snazzy. And Tammy, well, you might just call her the animal whisperer. She's my baby. I love her. She's acquired her own zoo of sorts with nearly 50 animals. Everything from this 100-pound African turtle I think I just woke them up. to exotic birds and a talking parrot. Most of them are rescues. I can say 90%. I've never been blessed with children, although I've always loved children. These are my children. This is my, this is my livelihood. This is what makes me want to get up. It's just as fulfilling to me. Tammy's love of animals, infectious. And yeah. if you haven't checked it out already, City Ranch, definitely worth it. Great story from Hendricks County. Thanks, Mayor Rachel. Well, big news this week in Northwest Indiana. More than $9 million in state ready grant money going toward helping families break the cycle of poverty in Gary. Governor Eric Holcomb and city officials there celebrating the Tolleton Opportunity Campus project, which has been in the works for some time. And just east of Gary in Goshen, Genesis Products adding to its portfolio, buying Thunder America out of North Carolina. Genesis manufactures laminated panels and wood components. A popular air show is returning to the shores of Lake Michigan. The Gary Air Show returning this summer after being grounded seven years ago. Organizers say the new Gary Air Show will receive backing from the city, airport authority, and the South Shore Convention and Visitors Authority. It's time now for Eye on Education. Well, Conexus Indiana is stepping up to encourage young Hoosiers to pursue careers in advanced manufacturing. Conexus Student Industries provides support to high school student-run businesses at more than a dozen schools throughout the state. The program aims to strengthen existing school-based enterprises as well as provide tools to develop new programs. There are a lot of schools that are beginning to really catch on to the concept of the student-run business uh, because it really does create a lot of interest within students in the school because they want to take the class, because they get that autonomy, they get that leadership opportunity and, and, and the growth and independence that they really crave at that age. The program includes support grants as well as a case competition next month where the student businesses will compete for nearly $20,000 in funding. And as we bid farewell to the cold of winter, we push forward to the warmth and beauty of spring. Enjoy these sights and sounds of renewal, growth, and new life in Indiana. And go out and make it a successful week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business Television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.